1: Hello,
0: everyone, and welcome back to Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong from the Rotten Tomatoes studio here in Southern California. I am Mark Ellis with me as always, Jacqueline Coley. We're back in studio. Yeah, we have a lot to celebrate because we taped this last week. Yeah, and it was a very big day for me personally (laughs) and my, my football team because we're selling the team. Yes. The owner is getting out, Jacqueline. I feel you know what? We're talking about a Christmas movie. Christmas came early for Mark Ellis.
2: I really do feel like this is when we got the rumors that Janelle was filing for Giselle was filing for <laughs> divorce. I will not celebrate with you until mm-hmm. it was like a couple of days ago when she actually did divorce him for the reasons that she absolutely should have never married him.
0: Very fair. And again, this is just beginning the process. It's gonna yes. be a long process, but yeah. I kind of feel like you know, you know what this is? This is uh Tim Robbins and Shaw shank and he's got the spoon yeah and he's got the spoon and tim robbins has initiated making dents in concrete walls and we're getting out we're getting out but we're talking about christmas and happy things and we're getting to that time of the season where it's not necessarily the christmas season yet but you're preparing Mm. for christmas so like in space balls preparing preparing you're always preparing well one of the best days to prepare for christmas is the day after thanksgiving Colloquial known as Black Friday. Yes. When everybody goes shopping, there's lines. People are throwing elbows and they're diving after knees to get that toy, to get that hot item. And so what better movie to talk about than Jingle All the Way, which is currently 19% rotten on the tomato meter. It picks up a little steam with the audience score, but still rotten at 38%. And so here to help us disseminate why is a member of the generation raised on Jingle All The Way. I imagine it is our incredible producer himself. You know him as one of the stars of The Wanger Show. He's a creator. He's an actor. He does it all. Brian Perez is here.
3: Hey, happy to be here. Are you? I'm happy to be here talking to this movie. I love this movie. And I know it was my time but It was before or after your guys's time. Like you guys are a little too old. No, no offense. It wasn't after. We're still here talking about it. I know. We we're
2: still talking about it, but we actually understood it for the satire that it was. <laughs> oh, and you I'm, about okay. end, I'm about to I'm about to end your childhood really quickly. Uh, oh, like wow. legitimately right. with relish cuz I have a different take on this movie. Okay, I'm
0: excited to get into it. I have a third take on this movie because I base this movie entirely on where Arnold Schwarzenegger was in his career. This was not a Christmas holiday movie for me. This was sort of like, are we getting near the end of one of the greatest runs uh, that anybody's ever seen in the history of Hollywood Mm. with Arnold Schwarzenegger being a box
3: office star? We were just getting started with this movie. (laughs) How dare you say this is the end of this run? Come on, 96? All right. Well, before we get into, we have two minutes with
0: Tim, which is where he's going to tell us what the critics were saying at the time of this film's release, which was 1996, Schwarzenegger coming off of Eraser, mm. and it was right before he would be in Batman and Robin. Uh, And so, again, interesting time in his career is starring Sinbad as well, who is one of the all time uh, great stand up comics as far as how prolific he is with material. He used to host those Caribbean shows for HBO. The guy is just he's he's an incredible comic. I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves in that room. Does and it? and then he had a nice run as a movie star and he this is his third movie that he was in with Phil Hartman. So we're going to get into all that, but before we get into any of the movie talk itself, I'm curious both of y'all, did we ever do the Black Friday? Did we have a big yeah. day where I wait till Cyber Monday now. That seems safer.
2: No, I did do, I did do Black Friday. I also worked retail for more years than I can remember on Black Friday. Ooh, what yeah, store? Uh TK, t- 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 you know. Okay, I wanna okay, say, okay. Because not, I,
3: I worked Toys R Us, but not for, was it Black Friday? Toys R Us. I, I worked Black at Black Toys R Friday. Us. So
2: I worked for, I'll say it, I worked for the TJX Corporation at oh. different points, both in stores and at the corporate office for. God, I want to say almost almost a decade, like Whoa. like seven or eight years. Yeah, wow. I like moved up the ranks though, so it was like uh, let, me, let me let me like make this math. So like two thousand and nine until two thousand oh six seven years. Okay, okay, yeah, six seven years. I worked, I worked. I so worked. You handled like, some Black Friday. I issues. definitely handled Whoa. some Black Friday issues, which is also the reason why I have my take on it, which is that. This movie was trying to satire spectacle consumerism, (laughs) and it really just gave permission for spectacle consumerism. Mm. This was the beginning of the death rattle of people at least pretending that they weren't trying to buy themselves into a personality and into a family and into a relationship. This was like the last gasp of us trying to pretend that capitalism wasn't going to kill us all.
0: Yeah, this was really the death of not only um, a lot of facades about Christmas, but also... For Santa Claus and those poor elves up there, this was the movie that came out and it's like no more wooden toys. Yeah. No yeah. more train sets. Yes. Real stuff. Because yeah. you know what happened Christmas in 96? This movie comes out in November. Mm-hmm. Christmas in mm-hmm. 96 was the Tickle Me Elmo Christmas.
2: Yes, yes.
0: So it's almost like, oh my God, art is becoming life right before our very eyes. Yeah. Have you ever waited in line like overnight for anything? No. Well. <laughs> tickets. Uh, well, tickets. Phantom Menace tickets.
2: Tickets, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, velvet Rope in sync. Concert tickets. <laughs> okay. So this is the Janet Jackson Velvet Rope tour, um, uh-huh. and I will admit, although I love Janet Jackson, I was buying the tickets for Usher and In Sync because wow, I what a was lineup. fourteen. That is ah. a. Uh, I understand
0: yeah. it. I don't agree with it. I'm yeah. there for Janet. <laughs> I'm there for Rhythm Nation. I'm there for there Black Janet. Cat Escapade. That's what I'm there for. I
2: was there for Janet too, but a fourteen year old girl has different priorities. I get it.
0: I get it. I don't. I would never want to be you. I never okay. want to be a fourteen-year-old girl. Because, <laughs> like, trust me, Mark. I
2: know you love Van Halen, but at that time, it, <laughs> if you could have gone and hung out with Pamela Anderson,
0: uh, I still might have take Van Halen. Oh, uh, not, no! a 14 year old not
3: a fourteen-year-old Mark. I it, it,
0: I wasn't into I wasn't into that. <laughs> well,
2: what, <laughs> what was the girl?
0: That's, I I like a more I like a different sort. Oh I'm yeah, saying. that's right.
2: I know, I know. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. You know Eva, Longoria. No, Eva no, Longoria. I know his
3: girl. Who's,
0: Kelly who's Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez I was high on. Okay. Cindy Crawford was my love. Oh, yeah. either
2: way. Okay, either way. Cindy Crawford in her Diet Coke fabulousness is saying, Pepsi, "Mark, but yes. Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Diet Pepsi fabulousness is saying, "Mark, come over today, but you have to skip the Van Halen concert." Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm going to I'm, in, to, I'm, I'm going to the Crawford residence. Thank
2: day. you. So don't be mad yeah. at me because I bought the tickets yeah. for Sync and Usher.
0: Okay, so she's uh, got she's got a a, a music concert. Yeah. I have yeah. a film what did you wait in line overnight
3: for? Mine was video games. I stayed, it wasn't oh. overnight, but it was super early for the Nintendo 64 with yeah. Mario 64 and with GoldenEye 007. Absolutely. Waited early at the Toys R Us and was one of the first ones to
4: get it.
2: But do you hear this? Like the stories around what we're getting yeah. is not the stories that we tell. I enjoyed Velvet Rope, but the story behind me getting the tickets and like that whole thing is like yeah. way more. And that's like, I think what this movie sort of shows. And that's the game. Like they make us feel like it's like the Hermes and all of that. Like it's like you you have to pay through the teeth. So by the time you actually get the bag, which is never going to be as fulfilling as it was intended to be. The present, as this movie shows us, is never going to be as fulfilling as it's meant to be.
0: You know what it is? It's like a great championship season where, yeah, we we won the trophy or maybe we didn't win. Maybe we lost in the finals, but it's about the journey you took with that team. When I waited in line for Star Wars Phantom Menace tickets, that was really my first Comic-Con. That yeah. was my first Star Wars celebration because you're just there with a bunch of other Star Wars nerds. Yeah. And so it's more about the camaraderie getting the thing than it is the thing itself. Same. But here we have a rivalry between two dads who are just looking to get some respite and get their family's approval by getting a Turboman doll, the last Turbo Man doll that is going to be available in this town for quite some time. And we want the actual Turbo Man, not a gift certificate. All right. So here is what we're going to do first. Jacqueline's going to give us a brief synopsis yes. of Jingle All the Way and the fun that it entailed at your ready.
2: Yes. Yeah, so Jingle All the Way, as Mark and our lovely preamble said, is sort of this 1990s comedy that takes place with the idea of a family of two trying to find the perfect Turbo Man toy. And it sort of capitalized sell-out culture. It stars Sinbad, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now, Basically think trains, planes, and automobiles, but these two are going through the mad adventure of getting the very last toy Ooh, because there's a good. rustle for it at the very end. In addition, we have lots of other folks coming along the way, including Phil Hartman and Rita Wilson. But the main thing is just these two people who are trying to achieve this one family thing together and having Everything, including each other, prevent them from it. Plane, trains, and automobiles. But instead of trying to get home for Christmas, we're trying to buy a toy.
3: Man, that's Not just a toy, we're trying to buy our child's love.
2: Our child's love. We're trying to buy our child's love. I want to make that very clear. Both of these, I should have said, are dads that are too busy, not present, not doing what they need to do. They are literally the product of the 80s excess, whereas and they were chasing <laughs> them cars and them DVD players, but they were not chasing emotional <laughs> intelligence and family time. Yes, we're going to put some therapy on this one because this is jingle all the way. I'm going to break you on this one, Brian. All right, let's go. Let's <laughs> go. You're going to be fun. Like, I really do have to say this is, was a movie that I also did love. And then when I rewatched it, I was like, we are all doomed
0: the third act gets a little crazy Yeah. so before we turn it <laughs> over to two minutes with Tim I will point out one of the other stars of the movie happens to be star of Star Wars episode one of the yes Jake Lloyd. I almost Jake forgot Boyd. about that
2: I wanted to mention that this was back before the nerds killed him
0: yeah that's right yeah. that's right yeah he's just a little kid who wanted a turbo Mandel Yeah. now it's time for two minutes with Tim Tim Ryan our expert review curation manager is going to tell us what critics were saying at the time of Jingle All The Way's release getting towards the holiday season in 1996
4: hit it Tim with Tim. I was reading a review years ago by Andrea Granval, a great critic for the Chicago Reader, where she wrote, The comedian Sidbad once said that Hollywood seeks out original talents but then tries to make them just like everyone else. Sinbad's co-star in Jingle All the Way, Arnold Schwarzenegger, couldn't possibly be like anyone else if he tried. And it's in the movies where he's playing someone who's ostensibly a regular guy that throw his uniqueness into bold relief. Sure, there's something almost otherworldly about an Austrian bodybuilder who plays Conan the Barbarian or the Terminator or a guy named John Matrix, but those characters are totally believable within the worlds they inhabit. But what about the Arnie movies set in the real world? Movies like True Lies and Kindergarten Cop, and to some degree Total Recall, have fun with the idea of Arnold as an action hero disguised as a working stiff. But why would any of the other characters in these movies be fooled? In Jingle All The Way, his character is a mattress salesman named Howard Langston. Let me repeat. Arnold Schwarzenegger's character's name in Jingle All The Way is Howard Langston, and he's a mattress salesman. Does he stay so buff by carrying a stack of mattresses out of the warehouse every day? Arnold's reign as the box office king during the 1990s coincided with an era in which each holiday season spawned a new toy craze in which stores were overrun with parents so desperate to get their hands on a Cabbage Patch Kid or a Furby or a Tickle Me Elbow that they occasionally committed acts of violence. As a side note, despite its R rating, Terminator 2 toys did brisk business in 1991, though it wasn't the kind of hot commodity that would ascend the likes of Howard Langston running all over town. Howard Langston. Come on. But while Jingle All the Way attempted to satirize such crass commercialization of Christmas, critics largely felt that its talented cast strained too hard for laughs, and the film's tone was often too grim to work up much holiday cheer. Jingle All the Way is rotten at 19% on the Tomato Meter with 47 reviews, and it has a 38% audience score. So, what did the critics have to say? In a Rotten review, Margaret McGurk of the Cincinnati Inquirer wrote, The overall effect is disquieting. Too simplistic for an adult comedy and too angry for a children's movie. However, in a fresh review, Andy Saylor of USA Today wrote, Here's Arnie, of all people, playing a bedraggled suburbanite, and his perversely amusing casting boosts a crass, sometimes nasty, and finally funny celebration of holiday mass merchandising and greed. The Rotten Tomatoes Critics' Consensus reads, Arnold Schwarzenegger tries his best, but Jingle All the Way suffers from an uneven, tone, shifting wildly from a would-be satire on materialism to an antic slapstick yuck fest. So that's Jingle All The Way. Ta-ta, Turtle Man.
0: <laughs> yeah the that
4: is,
2: a, that, that is a that is a yeah that, that was a great sign off tim I, yeah. I will give you kudos for that
0: one i'm glad that tim pointed out the cabbage patch kids craze because yes. that's what this movie was sort of directly based on yeah. and then you had other toy crazes since then so we'll talk about the movie but then closing things out here i am curious if anybody had like that toy that was like that season and you needed to have it oh. and you got it or you didn't get it but for right now let's go ahead and jump into movie talk And I guess we could just kick off with the easiest question here is when, how old were you when you first saw the movie? It, it seems like you were a ute.
3: <laughs> I was a ute. Uh, I don't know how old I was, but I had it on VHS, like one of those big box v- VHS mm-hmm. boxes. And I think I just saw it, I just played it over and over again and saw it on cable all the time. So I just grew up with this movie. Was it the
2: clamshell? Like I think the so. Disney case? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was but, the way I saw it as well. Yeah. I saw it semi-babysitting.
0: Oh, so it just sort of, like, gets into you as you're probably calling your boyfriend to come over. No, no, no. no. This you're... was, like,
2: a legitimate, like, babysitting type thing. Because this was 96? 96,
3: yeah. Yeah,
2: it was, like, me hanging out with, like, girls that were babysitting their younger sisters, and they were watching Jingle Ball. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like a semi-babysitting situation. And I do remember, I do think it was clamshell. Or Disney Channel, but it was like yeah. that. It was either Disney Channel or Clamshell, but it was definitely kids around laughing at it. Loved it at that time as like the like tween that doesn't want to pretend like you're into it, but you're like into it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we were into it. You know, yeah.
0: th- this, this is one of the very few times in the history of this podcast that I am talking about a movie that I'm very familiar with now No idea when I first saw it, because I did not care about this movie when it came out. I was 15 or 16. Mm. I was just, it wasn't in my wheelhouse at all. Like, I got it. I got what the thing was. And to be honest, if I was going to go see this movie, it probably would have been for Sinbad as much as anybody else. Yeah. Because I was a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, but... He made True Lies was a movie that when I saw the poster for it, I was like, I don't know what this guy, where this guy's career is going. True Lies ended up being great. It's great. Yeah. It was great. But yeah. then he had Junior and he had... Was Kindergarten Cop before this? Kindergarten yeah.
2: Cop was before this. Was but 80, I, oh. I actually enjoy... See, this is what's weird.
0: Kindergarten Cop
2: I can enjoy as a straight comedy. Okay. I, it's never, I never saw Arnold in the first Terminator before I saw him in the second Terminator. And so for me, he was more Junior Twins kindergarten cop right. than he was actually that.
3: Like action like I star was commando wa- guy? Yeah, like
2: I was way more betrayed by like Ice Cube <laughs> turning into a comedy dude than I was Arnold all of a sudden becoming the Hollywood machine that he had always meant to be. Like I always was like, this guy wants to be famous. So yeah. Like that doesn't strike me but like, Ice Q was like, F you. And now he's like, are we there yet? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Directed by the same guy. Directed by the same guy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. uh...
0: Brian Levant. Yeah. Levant. Yeah. Yeah, And so if you look at this movie in terms of like what you were going to see it for, you probably kept rewatching it. Was this like a movie that was sort of, Hey, I want whatever is coming out for Christmas this year. And so this is the movie to kind of get me into the spirit because you need a movie. It's not necessarily the movie you watch on Christmas Eve with your family or this Christmas day, the- but you need a movie that opens up the Christmas season for you. Like Mariah does for all of us on exactly. social media now on
3: November 1st. This is yeah. this movie for this you? This is this movie. It's, it's It brings you, puts you in the spirit of like, it's time. I know it's shopping. I get it. Consumerism at its worst. I get it. You can't blame it on this movie. Like that's just, that's just the world in general. How many Amazon packages did you guys get a day? <laughs> hey, Come on. That's listen, consumerism. You can call, call me out
2: all you want, but that was the reason why this was depressing. Cause I was sitting in a mound of Amazon boxes, yes. packing them up for returns, <laughs> watching this and it just depressed the hell out of me. But keep going. Okay. But yeah, it puts you in the spirit. It's the holiday season. The music's
3: great. The comedy is great. The action is fantastic. And yeah, I mean, I love Sinbad and uh, growing up, I didn't know now that I've grown up and seen Phil Hartman and Chris Parnell and, like, all the comedy people that are in this movie. Martin Mull. Martin Mull. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just love it.
2: Chris Parnell's so underrated at how good of a comedian he is and, like, timing. Yeah. Because he's always the guy that comes in, like, with the beat and just goes... And everybody breaks up. He's
0: perfect, I believe. Uh, trained at uh, North Carolina School of the Arts. I might have to look that up.
2: But, oh, uh, yeah. He's, he's yeah, yeah. yeah, very
3: underrated uh, side character to the Will Ferrell.
2: Exactly. Who, like, where he
3: got all the fame, but but like, Chris but like Parnell's you so
2: need funny. that guy yeah, to yeah. just give you the one pause. And like I said, like he's like the perfect like one line, one moment, one yeah. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you die.
0: Yeah, as is Phil Hartman as this marmy neighbor Mm. who is just a creep, but he's just he's Phil Hartman. Yeah, yeah. 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 So one of the questions that we have on our on our outline here is why are all the neighborhood ladies who are single? Yeah, like, like why do they just think Phil Hartman is? The top,
2: they all want to be with he's him. He's giving them all fellatio. Come I, on, like
3: whoa. I get it. This is a children's movie. I get. Well, know what <laughs> that guy's doing. That is the
2: thing. It. Okay, time out. <laughs> the guy in the neighborhood that all the ladies love is because he's the guy in the neighborhood that all the ladies. Love. I think he
0: probably was very good in the sack a couple times <laughs> early in his career and then word about Ted spread around to all the different uh, country clubs and coffee women shops started and started
2: sampling. Yeah.
0: But but not Rita Wilson. Not Rita uh, Wilson. Not Rita Wilson. Because she's married to Arnold Schwarzenegger's character and their relationship is a little strange, not unlike the relationship with Jamie Lee Curtis and Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. in True Lies because he has another regular job and I love Tim talking about yes. this. His regular job in True Lies is at least the one that he claims is computer salesman and his family never questions like man he's putting a lot of hours in at the gym and then you have jingle all the way which i Same. understand why he's so shredded like you ever go to mattress mattresses i help friends move mattresses are heavy but do you that,
3: think he's moving them
0: he's not as a salesman yeah, he he's just, not a
2: warehouse guy he
0: had to start somewhere okay. you know what the
2: funniest thing in the world is is that the like arnold schwarzenegger looks like a movie star yeah. but he sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger and his name is Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> yes. and the biggest comedy of Hollywood was fitting this guy into these roles that clearly were written for guys that look like the two of you. <laughs> yes, no that, offense. That, no, <laughs> you know that's taken. Mean? The and everyman, the, the average yeah, the man. the everyman yeah. and then they had to do it. it. It boggles my mind now. Like, don't ever tell me you couldn't have cast the black girl. Y'all made Arnold Schwarzenegger. What's his name in this? I think Harold, it's
3: like Howard, hey, Her- Harold Langston? Harold. Yes. The yeah, yeah. 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 Or, yeah. Look. Yeah. Yeah. But that I love a- that they do, there's no reference to it except for one line. Do you, yes. do you know the one line? Oh, I don't remember the one right. line. Right. Like they don't bring up like you're a bodybuilder, you're you're from Austria. Like, who yeah. are you? You're, like you're an alien here. But there's one line when he gets in trouble for stealing um. <sighs> the Phil Hartman's kids, turbo man. Right. And then Phil Hartman, which is an ad lib line. He says, you can't bench press your way out of this one. <laughs> I That's remember that one. So, yeah. so good. <laughs> I mean, well, the, the, I think part of the fun of this movie and
0: actually what I enjoyed rewatching it for the show is that apparently Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger did a, a healthy dose of improv mm-hmm. in the movie. Hmm. Sinbad improved a lot of his lines. It, he really does the same thing as stand-up. I mean, yeah. the guy is, is not known for writing down his set list. You know, he just kind of goes up and talks. Yeah. And Wasn't just, that
2: Patrice Neal that did that too? Patrice
0: O'Neal, yeah, yeah, is another one. It's very rare that you can just and and I mean, like, you know, you know what your set is going to be, but just yeah. really talking off the top of your head, Sinbad is just one of the best wow. that, that that has ever come along to do it. And so Arnold Schwarzenegger, by proxy, I think, I think hung in there well. it was sort of like. Like when Jeff Daniels was acting opposite Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber, it's like yeah. you have this huge comedy superstar. Can you keep up? And I thought Arnold could keep up. So watching their dynamic back and forth mm-hmm. I think is still a highlight that I can go back to this movie and appreciate. Yeah. Where the movie loses me, Jacqueline, is when we get into the third act, and I know it's a heightened family comedy, but it gets ridiculous, and you put an entire parade of people at risk with this with, with these antics. Like at some point, th- there needs to be some serious jail time for these two.
4: Man, that sunset is
2: Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. So this is what the film kind of breaks down for me. That's the spectacle. Like, that's yeah, where we yeah. just, we live in the spectacle. And, like, not to be too like explicit with it, but that's the money shot that all of this preamble is getting towards. That's That's all they wanted. That's really all they wanted. They
0: wanted a real Turbo Man
3: with a jetpack. With a real working jetpack and a boomerang and everything just
2: (laughs) at a parade. And that's the part of this movie. It's so depressing to watch. Like, I'm not (laughs) kidding you. I watched this movie and I found it completely depressing because of where it was and where it is now. I could no longer watch it as comedy because this is no longer parody. This is just where people are. People do stomp over each other. Yes. For like there's been so many people to the point now where Black Friday is something that we're pulling back from because people realize how horrible it is for everyone involved. And so when I look at this film, I just see it now as a permission structure for this type of holiday festivity. I mm. see
0: a movie like this and I see the events that play out and I, th- and I say, Wait, thank God for the internet. Not always. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But the reason why people are pulling back on Black Friday is because you get all those Cyber Monday sales those, and yeah. it's, 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 it's clicking by. Yeah. It's so much easier to have Turbo Man come to your house yes. than it would be to actually go out to a store. You're not going to find me anywhere near no. a store on Black Friday. Yeah
2: but i still think i still think cyber monday is a problem too because i do think it is just this idea where we Force people for no other reason than everybody else feels they have to So do you just not participate in Cyber Monday? I, you, like, this is the thing like, Don't in act our family, like you're, like,
3: holier no, than thou and you don't, don't buy I'm anything not, on Cyber Monday You're buying stuff, come on, what day do you buy stuff?
2: Statistically, I buy stuff when I'm depressed, so, like, okay. I have my own so issues but I just don't need a Monday to do it <laughs> It's every holiday yeah. <laughs> yeah, it every Like, it's every day that, you know, the, that I forget to take my meds two days in a row, then yes I'm going to be like, I need that aura ring No <laughs> <laughs> Now, you know why Jacqueline has an aura ring. She's feeling bad. And we are like, if we're going to buy something ridiculous and stupid that I don't need that celebrities have, at least have it improve my health. You know,
0: yeah. when it but, lights up red, Jacqueline's <laughs> online buying and something. Again, I'm not
2: saying I'm above it or anything like I go cruise or whatever. But nine times out of 10, what prevents me from actually buying it is I know I'm only looking at it because it is Cyber Monday. And if it was actually something I needed, what ends up happening is I put it in a cart, save it, and then if I'm still thinking about it later, I'll go back and buy it. And I don't care about the extra price because I do know the spectacle of buying it Mm -hmm. is why I'm doing it.
0: Uh, Two questions I have about this movie. One, do we not give Myron his due? Because it seems like Myron is in really the same boat as Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know why Schwarzenegger, besides the fact that we've been lining up to see his movies for the last 15 years up to this point, why is he sort of the hero dad in Myron? By the end, I mean, Myron, I think, might actually have gotten
3: arrested.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes.
3: At the end of this movie. Yeah. Well, he did put Jamie in danger. Like yeah, he fell. But
2: again, <laughs> that is the other aspect of how depressing this is because the conceit is made by Myron being the lesser of the two dads. Yeah. Yes. The, the, he the, the, doesn't get to win. The, the but, average
3: mailman who's like,
0: yeah, the black yeah. guy with the job who, which is, I dare say, a tougher gig. Tougher yes. gig, especially for less around money. the holidays.
2: Tougher gig for than less a mattress money mattress salesman. Yes. Something that's actually part of the collective good because he's actually perf- like he works for the government he's, so he's a civil servant he's <laughs>
0: delivering all of your grandma's cards that may or may not have five dollars stuffed your in your letter yeah. to santa and he has a great yeah. line in that Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. He has
2: a, so he's literally been participating in this whole thing and when he finally gets his time to get something for his kid after like literally doing like what do we call it essential workers type mm-hmm. thing yeah And who still gets it? The salesman, the guy that is all about his bravado. He's the one that actually gets to win. He's the one who actually gets to do it. The guy that lives in commercialistic stuff is the one that wins. He's the hero of our tale.
0: I will say Myron gets the short end of the stick here, but also Myron being a mail carrier Mm -hmm. and having all those kids write those letters to Santa, Myron should have been tipped off earlier. The Turbo Man was oh. going to be a doll. He Hyde would Man. not
2: have been able to do that. They can't even open the letters to Santa because it's still a federal offense. Oh, yeah. They have to actually send it to the Office of Dear Santa. It? Like it's really? a real thing. There is an Office of Dear Santa. Yeah. Is it, where does it go? Um, I know I your not, God goes so to Greg Kinnear. Is, this is the problem I will tell you. <laughs> wow. Dear Santa is real. It is a government agency that is funded by a nonprofit. They actually do read the letters and try to make wishes from people. There's a oh, great nice. documentary that sort of breaks it down called Dear Santa. And it has been a long running program in conjunction with the postal service. I am paraphrasing this and saying it really poorly. Are you to tune into this yeah, show now. people go. are going to Google it up. Something. But like, legitimately, no, he wouldn't know because. And that's again, like watching this again, I was legitimately like pretty depressed watching but
3: it. Did you see the end? Jamie Arnold's kid gives him the Turbo Man yes. doll, so he he feels yes. another and another.
2: Like, yeah. and another stelling example of white people, you know, giving <laughs> like, black people things so that they can feel better about the fact that they still put him through hell for the past past of this. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, but also, I it. I it. Jake Lloyd's
0: always- character is never in question in this movie. Yes, we yep. always, we I would trust Anakin Skywalker of all people to do the right thing over Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie because Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and I understand where this movie's coming from. It's just, it's you didn't set out to make this huge spectacle and ruin a parade and it just happens. You get so locked in, particularly men of a certain age, get so locked in on this one thing that we're told we can't have and so then that alpha male animalistic caveman mentality comes out and that is all you're focused on, much to the detriment of your family yes. and your friends and your kids. So my other question is, does Arnold are Arnold Schwarzenegger and Rita Wilson, are they gonna have a happy marriage going forward? Because this is an early movie to feature a post-credit scene. Mm. And yeah. it seems like maybe things are getting redeemed for Howard at the very, very end of this
3: movie. But why? I don't think so. No. Because she's she's cleaning up after his messes. He's been disappointing his child for a while. Now it's going to get to the wife. He's going to be disappointing her. And she's finally going to realize, like, no, this guy is the worst. Yeah. Like, he's working on Christmas Eve. He's not buying anything for us, even though like you, you're not supposed to buy someone's love, but still like just give him like something. He wasn't home and, to put the star and on the tree. And let's be real. Yeah.
2: Let's be real. This is also a classic example of the woman is probably being the primary parent and yes. he's being the default parent, meaning like he only picks up the slack. Arnold in this version can't be left at home with the kids for four hours because <laughs> he, doesn't do. he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> and so, no, I don't think this is going to be productive. And that's the other aspect of this is, I, again, I just, it is... There is a satire movie in here that is a better satire than what they did, and I feel like they copped out on the ending. The real ending of Jingle All the Way is Arnold sitting in a two-bedroom apartment with uh with, with Myron tur- no bed- with Turbo Man because mm. that is literally all he has because Jake and Rita are off with their new stepdaddy. That so is you the wanted real a truth. sad,
3: depressing ending where the the parents break up and he's just
2: a left I don't alone. want a sad, depressing ending, but this that is a is Christmas actually, movie. It is a Christmas movie it is a spectacle satire that like cheaps out on the ending because that would have been the real like ending that would have been it it's like and
3: if real life were to happen yeah in a movie yeah but it's a movie
2: but well, this it has is to not have a, a happy ending
3: this is not a the movie this I'll is say, a documentary this is a documentary this is
2: no longer a satire that's my whole point it's a
0: documentary up until the point where the uh, and a child will lead them because like any, yeah. any kid that gets turbo man <laughs> I, if any, either one of you can find me a story from 1996 Christmas about a kid who got a tickle me Elmo and then gave it to some other kid, yes. you let me know. Cause like, I don't think that is where it becomes the more fiction. fantasy for me. Like,
2: like basically this is the problem I have with the movie. It's trying to do, have it both ways. It's mm-hmm. trying to say, this is awful and these people need to be checked, but we're not going to give them any life lessons to actually <laughs> do that. We're just going to say these people are awful. They need to be checked. But we're going to actually show them in the end. If you act this way, you still get your happy ending. And so yes. I'm like, it. this is what this thing feels like to me. This feels like a script that was written and like got passed around that actually had a different ending. And then what they shot ended up being this wild spectacle, broad comedy that sort of loses the DNA. It's very Don't Worry Darling. Don't Worry Darling had a really clear sort of like thing that it was trying to say in the screenplay mm. that I read. And what Olivia Wilde directed was not that. And the changes that she made weakened the, the argument mm-hmm. this movie does the same thing and just because it's a broad comedy doesn't make it any less stupid
3: <laughs> so, so you want a dark satire dark comedic <laughs> no i want it to either like, no i don't want either they weren't trying to sell turbo man dolls here. i don't
2: care what it is i just want it to know what it is okay. that's the problem yeah. is oh, it's so like said, yeah. it's like what the quote said that tim said it's like it is too dark to mm-hmm. actually be what it wants to be which yeah. is what you keep trying to tell me that it is an uplifting christmas movie Uh
0: uh, I see. -uh. I'm watching the same movie here, but I feel like you're focusing more on the be on maybe the first act, act and a half, maybe even the first two acts. The third act that goes off the rails and it gets into this dark territory. Pardon me, Steven Seagal, from where it can't recover from. It cannot. The the ending that I always expect to see when I rewatch this movie, and and I'm always let down that I don't. Is like I want to see like a Christmas that is the both families all coming together. And, like, sort of—I I, want to see Myron, and I want to see Howard. Like, I want to see them next summer playing golf or something. I want to yep. see them having a good time as, like, as buddies. No, and their I kids wanna, being friends. And a, yes. I, want, yes. I also want to see,
2: like, I want to see, like, Howard showing up at baseball games and football games and being there for the regular part of the year because— that's the real lesson of the movie yes. is you don't need to try to buy your kids love at Christmas. If you show up the other 364, do you think
0: yeah. that, that the post credit scene was the? in reality? The post credit scene is this. He's hanging out with his wife and it looks like they're okay. It, we're doing it. And then yeah. the big news he has to tell her is that he's opening another store because the mattress sales are going yeah. so well. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's opening so- another yeah. store. Yeah. He's going to be <laughs> even busier because I don't see him. I, I don't know that Myron has a choice yeah. a, as far as what his job is. And with Howard, I think that he is just gonna continue to chase the 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 financial train yes. and and try to rationalize that I'm improving my family that way instead of actually to spend more time with them, who he clearly doesn't really like all that much. And
2: by the way, I feel like I'm being really it's really funny. The first half of the movie is <laughs> funny. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to pretend that it's not, but it is schizophrenic and yeah, it's yeah. total watching. And I think that like I'm not gonna betray like the weirdness I felt. Because when we get to the end, that's the problem. Like, I wouldn't have even been mad at the spectacle if they would have just seen that to its long to its actual conclusion but instead they skirt off the path right at the end and bring us into Mayberry and like that is not where this movie (laughs) was going it just wasn't I
3: will say it doesn't wait till the end to get dark it gets dark in the middle when they have the Santa scene with James Belushi quoted as credited as James Belushi (laughs) yeah Um, and the elf (laughs) who holds a Polaroid of like someone holding a Turbo Man doll saying we have one come follow us I mean seriously and it gets pretty dark there it gets
2: really dark there and that's what I'm but true to
3: life Yeah, Yeah. you make a lot of money off those things. You
2: do make a lot of money off of those things. And so, again, this is not comedy anymore. This is people buying things right now and then putting it immediately up on resale. Like, this is real. This is the life. This is where we live. And so there is very little satire about it now. And I think it was us laughing at this back then that makes us now, like, again, it's just, it's a coat I don't want to watch or don't want to wear. It doesn't mean that I can't appreciate it for what it was. This is just not a movie where you're like, oh, this was the first brick in the wall that destroyed us. <laughs> I <laughs> will you,
0: say. To oh. your point, though, the the movie itself. And I think I think Jack would, would agree with this, too. The genius in the filmmaking of this movie is the first half and how kinetic yes. the energy is. Because that is yes. the energy around Christmas. Yes. Because I'm one of those folks that do, you know, I always say every year, like, I'm just going to get all my Christmas gifts in September for my family and then I'll be good and I won't to worry I'm never that guy. No. It's all, no. what it's the middle of November and I still have no I'm not, I haven't even thought that far ahead yet. So I really have an issue with that cuz I I will still go to Target or wherever on Christmas Eve and just look for whatever I can grab last minute. This movie captures that feeling. Yes.
3: No, you really, you're shopping Christmas Eve? Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. For your mother, I that. For,
2: Yeah, but, because but usually
0: Mark? I go home. I'm traveling oh, cow, and I don't want to yeah. carry okay, all that crap okay, with right. me. So I get home, I get, I get back to base and then I'm like, all right, because I'm kind of like of wanna... where I see my family for 10 minutes and I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm going to run out to Starbucks. Anybody <laughs> yeah. need anything?
2: No, I like this about Mark, which I think is more interesting, which is that Mark is... How do I put this? Practical mm-hmm. but polite. So <laughs> he is slight, polite. That's a slight no, I've ever heard one. He's no, 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 no. He is practical, but he's is polite. In mm-hmm. the sense of like, of course he's not gonna be somebody that shows up, but he is practical first. Yes. He is yep. practical first. Yes. And that is like the gods to honest truth. So he will never, I think, sacrifice practicality. For politeness, mm-hmm. but he is very polite, yes. so it doesn't show often. When he's just like, "This is not practical anymore."
0: You'll catch me in Target co- approaching midnight on Christmas Eve. You're never going to catch me in an airport on December 23rd trying to check a bag. Okay, that's what that's what
2: I'm that's saying. practicality coming in. Yeah. Okay, practicality yes, practicality over polite. Now, yeah. the polite thing to do is like obviously have the gift, but it is not going to trump. <laughs> the practicality of I need to be there. Eventually he will yeah. also add the other P which is planning and ship the gifts there ahead of him. Uh, but yeah. we haven't gotten there yet.
3: <laughs> Maybe next year. Cause
2: that is what yeah. I am. My I head am, hurts. I am planning over, I'm sorry. I am um, planning over practical and polite. Meaning if it doesn't happen, all of these other things are not going to happen. Mm. Like I cannot be polite without planning.
0: Yeah. All right. So what's the, if, if I, if, if you were even either, you know, defending this movie against Jacqueline, whoever is like, I maybe I've never seen Jingle all the way. I want you to sell me on it. What's the scene for you that captures that holiday spirit that you're talking about?
3: It's the ball scene when it's like we have one more Turbo Man or for whoever gets these balls, these little bouncy balls and they're just uh, Myron and Howard are yeah. just going nuts in the Mall of America. I think they actually shot it there. The yeah, Mall they did, yeah. Um, and they just it was just this crazy fun scene that encapsulates what Christmas shopping is all about nowadays. Um, but yeah, that's that's just it's just a fun, good time.
2: Can I just ask you, Brian? What's that? What is your Christmas like now in your house? How many people are you got buying gifts for? What is the way y'all set it up?
3: Okay, well now I have a fiance, so yeah. I have two Christmases now on different coasts. Okay. So you got to really impress that other family. Yes. This is a big Christmas yes. for you.
2: So don't like talk numbers, but like like how many gifts <laughs> are you all ex- exchanging? Like how far are you going in this? We were
3: supposed to do the one gift per person thing, but then that all changed when I got there. And it's like, hey, Brian, we got you ten gifts. And I'm like, somebody hey. always
2: splurges, See? right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. You
3: what? can't you can't ever
0: stick to that white elephant twenty five dollar under whatever mm. the rule is. Somebody's gonna come in. Oh, with, we
2: don't do that. We give lists and say a max of three. Max okay. three
3: gifts right. yeah, per person? Per person. Wow.
2: But we, we we send a list. Okay. Um, And this is actually a new tradition of ours because I'm just tired of it. Yeah. Like my partner is very much like they're just going to buy bad gifts. I was like, or you can train them to give you good ones because <laughs> you just I am not going to deal with 40 more <laughs> years of like bad things. Family members. They're <laughs> like dogs. I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> train them. But no, to be like that but like my whole thing is is like to buy a good gift for somebody you need to know them and as much as we like to pretend that our family knows us at a certain point when you're away from them they know you less and so Mm. they're basing stuff on what they thought you liked at 16 yes not basing it on anything that you like now at 35 40
0: i'm that weird kid that was always thrilled to get new socks And I still do. I mean, I because you don't like to buy your own socks. Again. I might have ordered socks last night for myself. I, mean, I might have spurged last night.
2: I don't disagree with you on that because I do understand the loveliness of colorful socks. Oh, but it feels good. It does feel good. It does feel good. But I guess my whole thing is is like with my parents, as they we just got into this thing of exchanging money, and I just got tired of it. Mm. And so I was like, so there's no
3: fun though. Like a gift card or just straight cash, dude. Cash. Cash. Like they but are then, just like, like, I give you 40, you give me 40. I to literally even...
2: got so irritated with it, but it's what my mother liked. And so I, mm. and because of a lack of planning. And so now I'm like, I'm just doing it for you. Mm. Here's the five. I like send her an Amazon wish list, pick one. And now she'll like add her own things in there. Because again, you cannot force her to make her own Amazon wish mm. At At 65, she ain't doing it. No. <laughs> but, if you send her an Amazon wish list and say, "What do you want out of this?" It might happen. We're trying it this year. Like I'm saying this like it's implemented. This is my personal thing that we. Um, how many?
0: How many gifts for your wife's or for your for your fiance's family have you already bought? Uh, none.
2: None. Uh, okay. It's, it's, have you it's, bought right. any Christmas presents? It's November. These it's are the men. Dumb. You I bought, bought gifts it already. Le- I've already bought. I've bought two small gifts for my partner, and I know what I'm getting him for his big gift, because we're going to do max three total. I know what I'm Gosh. getting my best friend. I know what I'm getting you. Uh,
0: what do you get, Mark, Mark? See, now, okay. now I got—this yeah. is the other problem. Well, is this you got to no, anticipate. Yeah. you got to be a good defensive back. You have to anticipate <laughs> yeah. who's giving you gifts yes. that now you're like, oh, hey, uh, well, your I, gift card is in the mail. It's no, the no, you don't back. need
2: to give me a gift, because it's the same gift I give everybody who I like, But who doesn't want, I don't want them to Mm. buy me a gift. And Mark knows this because I've given it to him. I hate getting gifts. Uh, I've given I this to you. Two, I've given this to you two years in a row, though. I know. I've gotten you stuff. Yeah, he has. Okay. But he doesn't yeah. have to. I just I bake believe. people cookies. I bake oh, people cookies nice. and cupcakes, and I give them type two diabetes as an oh. act of love. That's what black oh, people do. Oh yeah, your cookies were <laughs> amazing. <laughs> oh,
0: and they were yeah. Great. They were so COVID I, and I'll cookies bring them up here,
2: and like I bring up cookies at Christmas oh. for like the office, and I'll like do that. So I bake. Oh, here's okay. the
0: great. Here's the great irony of this movie, though, is because I am an uncle, and so there's very there's very little pressure on me to give like the gift of the season. You know, that's the parent's job. And then if I can swoop through with some cool Legos, great. If I had kids and they really wanted one thing, I'm pretty sure I would very quickly turn in to a Howard mm-hmm. or a Myron because you just want to see those kids happy.
3: Yes. Yeah. But you would, you would you wait to the last minute still? Or would you plan? I would try say, to plan. I hope yeah, yeah. I'd have somebody okay.
0: helping me with that process. What is, Reese, what is Rita Wilson doing?
2: Right? Rita Wilson she's, is dying a, a quiet death. She's taking um, care of the kid. Yeah. She
3: can't throw
0: the kid. She can't b- have somebody else watch the kid who, because she's got to know more than Arnold that yep. this kid has been wanting a Turbo Man doll forever. It's not like Turbo Man just happened on December 24th.
2: Can we just talk about poor Rita Wilson this? There is something about the quiet desperation in her voice trying to get this dude <laughs> to buy a toy. <laughs> and, like, and she goes like, Howard. And like, I'm just yeah. like, I I am more angry at her character mm-hmm. because her character was the archetype for so many women thinking like, this is what you need to do to of get the men. the 90s. Yeah, of the 90s. Yes. Like there were so many women like the Rita Wilson was just Sarah Jessica Parker five years earlier. Mm-hmm. And now she's here a, trying to get her, you know, version of big to be a grown man that can walk and chew gum, think about his emotions and buy a Christmas gift for your kid. Yeah. Like I, the simplicity of how these men are failing is just, ugh. I, does, I don't find it comical anymore. I will say I, <laughs> I
3: agree with you with the ending where they should have shown him showing up to the karate class, to yeah. the games, to whatever, because that would have brought it full circle. It him and Myron. The kids yeah. could have been on the same team. Yes. They,
2: I just think there's a lesson here that is like the, the conceit of the movie, which is don't buy your kids' affection on Christmas if you're there for them 364 days. And you never actually see either one of the characters really learn that lesson, which I'm like, I don't know what it is about my brain. It makes me glitch.
0: If he was a true deadbeat dad, he would have gotten his kid a Nerf football, the official gift of the deadbeat dad, and he wouldn't have paid attention long enough to see the disappointment in his kid's face that it wasn't a Turbo Man doll, because at least he probably only heard Turbo, and Nerf had a really cool football called a Turbo for a long time. It
3: would have been off-brand, though. The deadbeat dad has always been
0: Uh, off-brand. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't have been official Nerf. It would have been something that was like nerf
2: I'm, I'm so glad that my father wanted to buy my affection.
0: Best Christmas gift you ever got? Probably probably a PS2 the first year it came out. The first year it came out um, and
2: that was my stepdad buying my affection Mm -hmm. but my dad had bought my affection not long before that with like I was an only child, I should also uh, add. And so, like, I had Nintendo. I had Sega. Oh. The very first ones, every time they came wow. out. Uh, the only one I didn't have was N64, because N64 was, like, a console that you should play with other people. Like, that was mainly it was what it was for. Mm. And I just, it, it even at that time, I knew. I was like, I'm not getting siblings, <laughs> and this is just depressing. <laughs> so give me the single-player things, like <laughs> Sega and Nintendo. And then Microsoft, when they came out with PlayStation, it was like they knew, this is just for you. Yeah,
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, th- the, I think it was the N sixty four because I had friends and family. <laughs> no offense to you. Uh, that, it's that okay. I, I knew I had a
2: depressing childhood. There's a reason why this movie hits different for me. <laughs> it makes okay, sense now. You this grew up is in, a reason why you know, this movie hits. Di- <laughs> listen, yes, if anyone listening to this be like Jacqueline, it needs. I'm already in therapy. Do not worry. But this movie hit me in a place that is not good. It is too close to home, and it hurt. But
3: playing N sixty four with my friends. GoldenEye, Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, and Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Stadium, all that stuff. I was all about that.
0: So, the only time that I ever got competitive with any game that I really wanted, really any toy that I wanted, in a Turbo Man way, was I remember Tecmo Bowl was like a sensation when it came out for Nintendo, right? And then Tecmo Super Bowl was coming out, and it was for Super Nintendo. They made one for Nintendo that I had acquired, and it was great, but then there was one coming out for Super Nintendo, and I remember Tecmo, I think they had like an ad in uh, uh, Nintendo Power or something and it said, "Hey, just so you know, when Tecmo Super Bowl hit shelves, it was there for like, I don't know, 10 minutes and it's and every game sold out." <laughs> so I don't know how I got one of those games. When I got one of those games, but I remember showing it to my mom being like, "Mom, we really got to be on top of this thing." So, yeah. I st- to this day don't remember if we like went to Electronics Boutique like early and lined up. Mm-hmm. I just remember having a Tecmo Super Bowl for Super Nintendo and I maintain it's still the greatest football game ever made.
2: Wow. Never Sorry, it.
0: sorry Madden fans. Madden? Tecmo Super Bowl (laughs) was the peak for me. Uh, Final word on Jingle All The Way goes to our special guest today and our producer, Brian Perez. Stump for your movie.
3: Thank you. I will say the Rotten Tomato score is way too low for this movie. 19%. It should be totally fresh. Why is the audience score 38%? Who's who's voting in the audience score? I don't know. It's not (laughs) my generation. What, you are the audience score? That's you (laughs) ringing it down, Jacqueline?
2: We were 80s latchkey kids. (laughs) This hits different. (laughs) I was a
3: 90s latchkey kid. And this hits perfect. All the lone children voting. That's <laughs> yeah. that's who's doing it. Yeah. No, it's totally fu- uh, fresh. And I love this movie. The comedy, again, is so funny. And the action sequences are amazing. So Pretty good movie.
0: family uh, movie director resume for Brian Levine He's got Beethoven. He's got the Flintstones. Those are both pre-Jingle all the way. And then he's got Are We There Yet in 2005. So guys covering all the bases now jingle all the way 19 percent, and a good way to let us know how you feel about that is our mailbag you can hit us anytime rt is wrong at rotten is where you can send us your thoughts on jingle all the way or an upcoming movie that you really think that we should be talking about on this show like catch up crew member antonio washington who says hey guys love the podcast my movie suggestion is a christmas story I feel like the critic score and the audience score is way too high for this. And he quoted classic film, 90% certified fresh, 88% audience score. I've watched it recently and it was boring compared to a popular movie like Home Alone. Thanks, Antonio. Shots fired it's at a Christmas fired. classic. A Christmas story. Thoughts?
2: It's not a good movie.
0: Okay. That is fair. I will it is agree with not
2: that. a good movie. It okay. is a little boy, consumeristic, this white boy in his dream <laughs> movie. But there is a certain level of cutesiness to that because even though it is commercialistic, it is a child's commercialistic endeavor. And let's be real at age seven, there is nothing more important than a Red Rider BB gun. I like that one better.
0: It feels more earnest. And okay. I actually feel for the family more. Yes. In a Christmas story, but I was never a big Christmas. We weren't a Christmas story family growing up, so I never even saw it until like five years ago.
2: Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. Like so. like, what's the
3: big deal with it? TBS? Why are you playing it twenty four hours a day? And um, have, you, have you sat down and, and taken it in? Yes. And yeah, I would agree. It's not the best movie. It's kind of boring at times, but there are some good moments that like make it a classic.
2: So right. I'm going to give you all the racial divide. So for black people. Yeah. At it's Christmas not a Christmas time, story. It's not a Christmas <laughs> story. It is either this Christmas. Yeah. Uh, yep. Soul food. Mm-hmm. Uh, the preacher's wife. Occasionally the color purple, because that's just what happens when black women mm-hmm. get together. Um, and believe it or not, imitation of life, which oh. is like the tragic mulatto story. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. It's wow. Lana Turner. Uh, Juanita, um, she's her maid. And yeah, it's the tragic mulatto story. I think those five, hey, Ketchup Crew, if any black women or black people are disagreeing with me, actually, I would like to know this. Y'all tell me what are your like specific family, ethnic sort of like Christmas movies? Cause I feel like I they like the best different. man's holiday. There it's another one, Best Man's Holiday. Thank you. That is another one. That is a great, like, Black folks Christmas movie. And I feel like every... guy's playing
0: for the New York Giants. Yep. He's about... To, the football scenes aren't the best, but he but he's about to break the all-time yep. rushing record. But he's also got this stuff at home, but they still have time for a 90s uh, cover performance yes. in the living room. Pretty- yeah. Pretty, anyway, pretty good, but uh, yeah,
2: I would love to hear what people say about that. Do you yes. have a Do you have a specific family Christmas movie no, that's I not? Think, I think we just put on Selena, like every, every time. <laughs> See? <laughs> See though, but y'all would if y'all are families together, you find a reason to put on Selena. Yes, though. that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, okay. so what? What is what is the white person version of this? I really want to know outside of it, the like Christmas. classic Christmas movies. Like, well, is there... it's
0: the movie that's always debated this time of year. What Die Hard? <gasps>
2: oh. oh, that's the okay. Hard, g- yeah. Okay, so we've set up a trend. Yes. So. Y'all, let, let us the, know your
0: off brand Christmas. Yeah, movies. your off brand like, Christmas. Scrooge movie. is the closest you would get, but it's still so on the nose. Christmas, Christmas yeah. Carol, and
2: especially if it's like this is what me and my weird family watch at right. Christmas because I guarantee you there's some Nightmare Before Christmas, Christmas people, Christmas you know, vacation, Christmas anyone? vacation. No, uh, no, 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 okay. I, I gave you ours, and actually, Best Man Holiday is a little late for me, like, okay. I feel like younger. Like Gen Yeah, It was Z. like
0: 2015. Yeah, that, like that was a little oh. bit late for
2: me. So, like, they had to be a part of the culture already for me to be talking about it. Yeah.
0: But RT is wrong at rottentomatoes.com. Email us with your off brand, with your specific Christmas movies that don't necessarily have to relate to Christmas. We'd love to hear it. Uh Brian, thanks for joining us on the show on this side yeah. of the yeah, camera. Yeah, you do something. a wonderful job engineering the whole shebang. So thank you for letting your talents in front of the microphone as well. Where can all the kids find you
3: when you're not telling me what to do? <laughs> when I'm not uh bossing you guys around. Yeah. Um, you can find me on the Wanger Show on Amateur Hour Films. We do sketches. We do podcasts. We do it all on the Amateur Hour Films YouTube.
0: Amateur Hour Films YouTube. Check it out. A lot mm-hmm. of great shorts. Uh, we're just coming out of the spooky season, but they always make a good short around that time of year as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, for
3: Jacqueline Coley, um, oh, do we get a streaming recommendation? I guess I've loved White Lotus before as a thing. So I love promoting White Lotus. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen the yeah. new season. I'm I excited. I saw for
0: it, it debuted. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think I finished it. Last, I was like, I get it, and I'm just so good. <sighs> did you
2: get to the? Did you get to the? Um, I'll
0: do it. I'll do it. Okay. Well, but did I, you get
2: to the scene though?
0: I know, no. and so that's what it feels like. I I jumped right before. Yeah, mm.
2: you
3: really got to get to that scene. Uh, okay. Plus right.
2: that Murray, uh, who he did win an Emmy, right? F
3: Murray or which one? Mike uh, White?
2: No, uh, Murray. Uh, oh, Armand. Uh, yeah, yeah, Armand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. won an he, Emmy, and he's got a new show. I will give a plug to a friend. Emily Mm. V. Gordon and Kumail's new show, Welcome to Chippendales, is going to be on Hulu. And I think he's going to get another because he's playing... The guy, like the 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 rival of the the main Kumail character. Oh, nice. Who, oh, you know? Spoiler alert! If you know that story, you it's know what he did. De- it's a crazy story. It is a crazy story. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to give it away for these folks because nothing. yeah, no, watch just watch the story because if you don't know the story, go in blind because I listened to the podcast. Did you listen to the podcast? No. Yeah, the podcast about Welcome to Chippendales, which is what the show is called by the way. Welcome to Chippendales. Kumail Nanjiani, I think October twenty fourth.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. Covering all the bases here on Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong. For Brian Perez, check out Amateur Hour Films on YouTube. My esteemed co-host, Jacqueline Coley. I am Commander's fan, Mark Ellis. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time right here at Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels.